Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Career Talk with OG. This month, we are kicking off a series of having uh, special guests with us because of Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, we kicked it off on Friday, this last Friday. And today, I have the pleasure to have our first distinguished guest, Dr. Anthony Cruz, or as he allowed me, he sent an email as we were going back and forth about uh, scheduling this session. Uh, and he said, Tony, I'm like, oh my gosh, now we're buds. Now we're, I think we're, we just virtually kind of like, you know, just salute. <laughs> Tony, I'm really excited to have you here on Career Talk with OG. Welcome. Bienvenido. Thank you, Oscar. It's, it's a pleasure to be with you here today. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to call me Tony because uh, usually if, if somebody says Anthony, uh, they're either a bill collector or I don't know something else. That they're trying to somebody's getting trying or somebody's asking me for money for something. So uh, people that know me call me Tony. So I really appreciate it, even though I put every, Anthony everywhere, you know, because that is my given name. But but it's great, um, first of all, to be here with you today and, and to share with your audience um, any you know some, some tidbits, some information, whatever as we as this conversation evolves today. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you, Tony. And everyone, today we're going to be talking about the topic of leadership and as a leadership as it relates to serving, leading both students and staff, obviously in the academia space. But let me just give you a little bit of background on Tony's professional career. Um, so he currently serves as president of Kendall campuses of Miami-Dade College. And during his 27 years of higher education experience, Tony has, served, uh, has used his expertise to increase educational opportunities, enhance the student experience, and bolster student success. He's worked at several community colleges and universities, including St. Louis Community College, Sinclair Community College, Cincinnati State Technical and Community College, Broward College, Kaplan University and Florida International University. And by the way, Tony, we saw each other last week in Chicago, and I you see did. also that you are a native. Is it Chicagoan? Is that the right? Uh... Chicago, yeah, Chicagoan, yeah. I'm a native <laughs> Chicago. Um, my parents came from Cuba in the early 60s, and uh, they ended up uh, first here in Miami for a little bit of time and then ended up uh, living in Chicago for 16 years. So was born in Chicago and uh, moved when I was nine down to South Florida and to Miami and uh, lived here for most of my life. Um, about 15 years ago, went back up to the, uh, to the Midwest and worked in Cincinnati, Dayton, Ohio, and then in St. Louis. And then four years ago, came back for the opportunity to be a campus president here at Miami-Dade College. So um, it's a journey, right? Uh, yes. uh, I started my higher ed career 30 years ago, 
uh, in 93 at Florida International University. Kind of took a little break in between, uh, a few years, I mean, 20 years ago, I took a break from higher ed and uh, yeah. actually was a financial advisor, stockbroker for three mira, years. Mira, yeah, that's a little, that's a little, uh, that's uh, something that most people don't know. I uh, did that for three years. Uh, unfortunately, after 9-11, stock market went down. There was a yeah. lot of issues, decided to go back to higher ed. Um, good thing for me, good, you know, in the sense that got me back to really where my passion is. So it's yeah. really good to, uh, you know, live these 27 years in higher education, see a lot of things change. Uh, but a lot mm -hmm. of things remain the same, unfortunately, in the, in the case of, you know, there's a lot of need out there, a lot of yeah. uh, in, individuals that need a higher education, uh, need to be prepared for the future. And um, that's my mission. You know, that's my passion. My mission is really to help those individuals get where they really want to get to. Well, and, and see, it is your, this passion that you have. We're connected on LinkedIn. Uh, we've been following each other. I don't know for how long, but I really, so as an introvert, I observe a lot and I am very active on LinkedIn as you are too as well. And when we started following each other and I started seeing your post, number one, I don't know if you know this, Tony, but a lot of professionals in your, and just academia in general, but especially in your leader in your leadership role as a uh, college president, they're not active on LinkedIn. And, yeah. and, and so I saw you, A, being active. Number two, I saw the time, I see the type of post that you share where you share a lot about the topics of leadership, leadership mm -hmm. serving others. You uplift not only students, but you're uplifting staff, you're uplifting the community. And that caught my attention. And I said to myself, I need to reach out to this guy and, and have him as, as a guest. And so, Tony, let's, let's get into the topic here of leadership. And my first sure. question to you is, what is your definition of leadership? Well, I, I, that's a great question. Um, I don't know if I think about it that much about that, that definition, but I think that it, for me, at the core of leadership is integrity and leading by example. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in leadership, you're talking about higher education. Many times in higher education, we lead from the ivory tower, which I think is not really the place that we need to be, uh, mm -hmm. given the fact, especially the, the institutions that I've worked in, worked for, um, are really about helping the community, about building mm -hmm. the community and, and building people up, right? And so yeah. can't lead from the ivory tower. You got to you gotta lead from the ground, from where the yes. people are. And um, I think that's what leadership, authentic leadership is all about, is really that integrity, leading by example, giving of yourself, and showing people that even though you may be in a leadership position, you're like them. You're like everybody else. And mm -hmm. fortunately, though, because you're in a leadership position, you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility more than anybody else to really uh, you know, open opportunities for others, right? I have the opportunity. I have the resources uh, that are given to me through the institution to really open those resources. So I think yeah. that leadership really is about integrity, is about really about you know um, leading by example. I mean, that's what I think leadership is all about. And it's not, I know people say that, you know, it's, it's like a cliche, you know, it's not about the title, right? Mm -hmm. But the title yeah. gives me the, the, the ability to help, 
a lot more yeah. than if I didn't have this title. Um, but I feel that everyone on this campus that works with me and ever all the other individuals that have worked with me throughout the years, we're on the same level. We're trying to do things to make the community better. And, mm-hmm. and the only way to do that is to be authentic, to have that integrity and to, and to show others that you can lead by example. Yes. I, I love what you said about not leading from the ivory tower and really coming down to the community, to the students, to the staff and everyone. You know what? I saw Tony last week exactly do this, what he mentioned. And Tony, you don't even realize, I'm telling you, I've been watching you, my friend, okay? Um, <laughs> but I can't I really watch myself now, Oscar. You're scaring me, I guess. No, you're, like, you're scaring me, Oscar, no. I, Tony, I, so you and your team spoke last, last week at the conference at the Leadership Symposium. You, there was a session. And what I noticed about you is, is that you were engaging with other people, attendees. You came by to our table. We were talking, you know, the exhibitor. And see, oftentimes when I see a speaker, they speak and they can't wait to get off the stage and leave. Right. And and here was Tony, everyone, walking around, like I said, talking to he's hey Elisa Mero Mero El Jefe. He's a president. He's a president of this college. He has a session and he's out there still engaging with everyone. And so Tony, you're right. I see your you know your this this style. And I really believe um in coming down and leading, you know, with with folks because what happens is those people that report to you, the community, the students, the parents, um, they they just feel welcome. They feel heard. They feel understood, you know. Uh, I love that. I love that uh, well, style of you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you noticing that. But I, I think it's, it's part of, um, and that's something that's evolved, right? Because I don't think, um, just like you said before, you're an introvert. I'm an introvert. I, I've just learned to, I've learned to 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 manage this and try to because I because I, I I realized this if I don't do that if I don't talk to people if I don't walk around and and have these interactions I think we're missing out on I, I think for me from first and foremost on learning right I'm learning from yes. others I'm learning yes. what people are saying people people are feeling understanding them a little bit better and also. I may be able to be of service to somebody. I may be able to help somebody, mentor somebody, you know, ask yes. answer questions for them. So it's a two-way street. But I, I think yes. that the interaction has to come really, I have to initiate it because like you said, some people may see me in that setting and say, well, I'm not going to talk to him or why would he talk to me? Or I'm afraid of talking to him because he's a college president. Yeah. I don't want people to feel that way. I want people to feel that I'm approachable and everything that I yeah. do, whether I do it through social media or do events here on campus, I want the students, faculty, staff, the public, and the community I engage because I do a lot in the community. I want them to feel like I'm approachable, that you know they can yes. talk to me, and maybe I can help them, and maybe I can't. You know, I don't know, but I, but at least the conversation will be there um, because mm-hmm. I feel that's extremely important. So I will come out of my introvert <laughs> self and <laughs> out of my comfort zone and force myself to do this, even though I think sometimes it's 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 very hard for me to do it, to be honest. But I, yeah. I feel that I need to force myself to do it because I think more good will come from it than if I just Absolutely. did my presentation and walked away and, and went back to my room or went to a, you know, I don't know, wherever else, the restaurant or something yes. right after doing that. I think it's critical. And, and that's something that I've adopted in, in basically any setting 
Um, yes. Whether I'm out in the community or here on campus, or like you said, at an event like that conference. Absolutely. It's a great, great um, leadership quality uh, to have. I mean, I also do public speaking, and oftentimes I um, see and I re- come to realize over time that it's after you speak where the magic really happens, where the yeah. connection really happens. And, you know, as you said, there could be someone out there that is waiting to ask you a question, or maybe they're, like you said, a little afraid to approach you. But the fact that you make yourself approachable, it just kind of strengthens or, or you know, leads to that. Um, question for you, another question for you, uh, yeah. Tony, when you think back at your leadership skills, your your traits, mm-hmm. Who are, tell us, who are some people that have influenced these leadership traits that you have? And in what way? That's good. That's a, again, another great question. Um, you know, I, I've, I've tried to take a little bit from everyone that I've, you know, the, the people who have been my supervisors, you know, along the way. I think that I've, I've modeled some of their behavior, learned, I think, you know, you take the best parts of everyone and try to yeah. emulate them, try to emulate mm-hmm. and see how that works. Uh, again, it, everybody's an individual. Some things may not work for me that work for them, but I've done that. And I don't think I can point to one specific person, you know, like, or, or, but I would say that every time that I, you know, if you get, when you read off all the schools that I've worked for, you know, I've worked for a lot of schools and I've been in a lot of places that I've learned from each of those places. I've learned from individuals, but Sometimes it's not just about the people who I report to, you know, the people who have been my bosses, my supervisors, but I think I've learned a lot also from the individuals that I've supervised. Um, mm-hmm. That's also a learning experience and really formed kind of my leadership style and who I've become over the years. I think the biggest challenge, uh, Oscar, that has been for me, and I, I think that I've worked on this really hard in the last, let's say, five to seven years is, or maybe eight years, is communication mm. uh, and meaning, uh, you know, it's easy for me to talk to you and, and to talk to others, you know, individually, or even get up in a group of people and, and, and do a presentation. That's never been a diff- difficult thing for me. But the communication of trying to get information out to people that are not in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we communicate as leaders with, and that's why for me, since the pandemic started, social media has been such a great platform, because I've been able to communicate more effectively than ever. Um, yes. I struggled with this several years ago. Ten years ago, I was talking to somebody. Actually, I was going. I was talking to somebody. who was an executive coach. I had an executive coach, and one of the things I brought to the person's attention was, "How can I improve my communication? Because I feel like sometimes I'm not getting the information out to as many people as I need to, or the right groups of people. And some, you know, an email is not the best communicate, right. you know, way of communicating, um, but something that we have to use." Um, but I've been trying, you know, little by little in the last, you know, let's say 10 years to try to improve that communication. And, and I think that communication has been, you know, essential when it comes to my leadership style and what I can do as a leader. Um, but sometimes we lose sight of that. And sometimes we lose sight, like if, if we're only focusing on the people in front of us, we know we're missing out on a lot of people that need that information that, that need to get also that 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 message out to that important message out and um social media has been great for that reason i think it's 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 it sweeps very widely 
you can you can use now you can you know obviously you can use pictures you can use the text you can use music yes. you can use video you can use uh, so many things now that have been added to LinkedIn and Instagram and others that it makes my job and my ability to communicate and really message people much more a much a much easier thing for me to do now than it was maybe mm -hmm. ten years ago. Yeah, well, and, and and you do an excellent job because, like I said, we're connected uh, on LinkedIn. I see your post. Um, I know uh, before going live, you mentioned that you're also active uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be following you on Instagram. And um, um, Tony, along these lines of communication, one of the things that I see and hear a lot because I do a lot of work um, for colleges and universities with regards to our culturally relevant career readiness uh, training. So I engage with career services, directors, deans, and, 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 and above. Yeah. And I often hear from these professionals that they don't know what to post. Uh, they don't have time or it's or, you know, like on LinkedIn, it's too professional. It's a professional platform. So I don't sure. know, you know, like what to post. What, what, what are some simple tips that you have for these professionals so that they can better communicate, you know, their, their message out, um, given the lack of time or experience or concerns with, you know, what, what, what advice do you have for these folks? Well, I, I think that first, I think time is a consideration, but I, I believe that as you post more and you get used to it, you get faster at it, right? True. And so I, the thing is that you also have to be thinking about the, the you know, the, uh, the content. What is it yes. the content that you want to create? And I'm always thinking of ways of like, okay, is this worthy of a post? You know, should I really be sharing this? Yes. I, I could share a lot more than I do. I, I probably post enough, but it's just, but I, I, I content is very big. And you have to be thinking about this content, not all the time, but you have to be cognizant of this as you go through yes. your day. A um, couple of things. I think that, you know, depending on your, on your professionally, obviously in higher education, we have events and we have events that have an impact both on our students, also yes. our faculty and staff. I try to do as much as I can about showcasing those events, yes. making sure that those are out there. The other thing is whenever somebody, you know, wins some type of prize and accolade, you know, trying to make sure that you're uh, praising that person, that you're recognizing yes. that person. That's another kind of, of, of post. But also I've done where I've really thought more introspectively and I have every Saturday, I do my Saturday reflection on. Sunday. Yes. And I, and it, it's mostly around leadership. And so that's something that came about maybe a year or a year and a half ago that I started doing every Saturday because I felt like in addition to these events or the accolades or the, or maybe even accolades that I've received, you know, those are great things to share, but mm -hmm. I think that you also want to share your thoughts. And sometimes yes. it, we get caught up in like, we can't, you don't have time for it. The great thing about LinkedIn now is that you can also schedule your posts. Yes. So many times if I have a moment, I will schedule that Saturday reflection, you know, two or three days before the, yes. you know, it comes around. Or if I know that I have multiple events coming, I may be doing this ahead of time. So then, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning, my post goes live. Yeah. I think that the time is an issue for all of us. We're trying to, to squeeze a lot into every day, but I, I really believe that if, you know, it's almost gotten to the point with our society that if we're not posting, if we're not showing these things through a social media platform or platforms, 
it almost is like it doesn't, it's not happening. And I know it is happening. I'm not trying to minimize yeah. that, but, but yeah. there's a reality to this that we need to be showcasing the things we're doing for our professional brand, but it, as well as our institutions, our organizations as well, because anytime I do anything, most of the time on LinkedIn, I'm referring to Miami-Dade College and what yes. I'm doing here. When I was at St. Louis, I was doing the same thing. When I was at St. Clair, I was doing the same thing. Now, I do much more of that now than I did years past. I've been on LinkedIn for 12 years. So it's mm -hmm. not, I'm not new to LinkedIn. I, I've been doing it for years. But in the beginning, I was probably more of like watching people do things, right? I wasn't yeah. really <laughs> yeah. it. Over the years, I've gotten better at it and just gotten more proficient in the way that I post. But I, I really believe that the time isn't, isn't, it can be an issue, but I hope that those out there won't use that as an excuse of, for not to do it. Right. I think right. take the time to do it. And again, it's about, you know, sometimes some people do better. I don't do this, but you know, writing down ideas of how, what mm -hmm. content you're going to be sharing. Yes. In my case, I just think through my, the calendar, my, my calendar of events. And, yep. and I don't post everything that happens in a day because sometimes I'll have, I'll go to six events, five events in one day. I'm not going to do but I will take the one that I think has the greatest impact that yes. most people want to hear about, most people want to know about. And that's the one I, I post about. But uh, yeah. there's a lot of tools out there, um, but definitely something that I encourage everybody, you know, again, it's twofold. It's your personal brand, but it's also your institutional or organizational brand that you're, you're promoting. And both of those are equally as important. And so yes. uh, I want everybody to think that way and kind of think, Yes, I can. I can do it, and it's all baby steps. You got to start somewhere. Um, I have friends that have never posted, you know, ever. And <laughs> they're on there. They'll still see it and they'll say, "Oh, I like that. I like that you did that. I like that." And I actually had a friend of mine um, that told me a few years ago. He says, "You post too much." <laughs> I, you know, I've gotten to the to learn that you can't post enough. You know, yeah, yeah, and again, yeah, exactly. kind of, exactly. and if you post many things in one day on LinkedIn, you know, kind of one of you're kind of eating into your next post, you know, sometimes like yes. they, they start yes. the algorithms, you kind of start messing with that a bit <laughs> and maybe not getting the visibility on one post that you did earlier because now you posted a new one. So there's yes. some negatives to that. But at the same time, I believe that if, if it's with good intentions and really yes. it's all about promoting, again, your personal brand and your institutional brand and also helping, you know, shed light on an issue that your students are facing or faculty and staff are facing. That's why we do it. So I think yes. it's really important. And, and I hope that those out there that are thinking about LinkedIn and other platforms will, will, you know, you know, take, take a, you know, take, take a chance, take a chance yes. and start doing it. And you'll see uh, how easy it can be. Yeah. Everyone, please, because we're going to, this is being recorded. Okay. And this is going to be part of the podcast. Rewind these last five, seven minutes of this tip because Tony just gave some amazing, very simple tips to communicate. This is all under communication mm -hmm. and all social media. Absolutely. Social media is the problem. It's not going away. It's not going as much as some of us complain, don't like it, et cetera, and so forth. It's not going away. It is another tool, just like, you know, when the TV got invented, the radio, sure. et cetera, you know, cable, you know, TV, mm -hmm. you know, when MTV came out. <laughs> because we remember, remember when there were only three channels, right, Oscar? You remember? Yes. <laughs> I remember black and white and going up to the. Yeah. The, you were the, the remote. remote we yeah. were the remote. <laughs> the kids were the remote, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like. 
Cambio al canal. Sí. <risa> Despacito, que vas a quebrar la televisión. <risa> no, this is great, great on point tips here. Uh, thank you, Tony, for sharing this. Um, Tony, let's move on to talk about leadership. Um, first, I want to talk about students as it relates, but let's talk about your staff and your team. So you went through the fellows program, you yep. mentor people, you advise people and in your role, you, you know, um, identify up and coming leaders probably on your, your campus, um, uh, you know, to mentor them and so forth. What are some leadership advice that you would give an up and coming, not yet quite a president, but yeah. someone that has the desire to become one day a campus, a college president, what are some leadership advice that you would give this individual? Well, I think first and foremost is they, they need to, so there's a few things. So if we're talking about college, right, and universities, mm -hmm. I would say number yes. one is if you want to be an executive, an executive leadership role at a college or university, you need to get your doctorate. So that's number one, okay? Now, you know, I was able to, I was fortunate to be able to come, become a dean you know, still having my master's, not having my doctorate, but my doc, the doctorate, when I received my doctorate, that opened up doors to a vice presidency, then a vice chancellor, then now campus president. And if I didn't have my doctorate, that wouldn't happen. So I say number one is, you know, that's your ticket, right? That's your ticket yeah. to the opportunity. Doesn't mean that it's going to get you in the door, but the door sure. opens at least, you know, like the door is open. It. It's not locked. It's like the door is open for many, many more opportunities. So number one is that. Secondly, I think is to get involved as much as possible on your college or university campus in different types of, outside of your role, right? We all have roles and, and our roles sometimes are very, you know, you know you're kind of like siloed into different roles on a college, on a college or university campus. Yes. So there are opportunities to be on different committees that you can join and learn and be on a you know, committee that kind of it represents different facets of that institution, different mm -hmm. departments or divisions, and yes. you learn from other people. And I think it's also very important as you're learning about other divisions and other people and how other things work is to seek out a mentor. I think it's extremely important to seek out individuals that you think, uh, it's not that that person is going to help you get necessarily to that level, but to try to have those start having conversations with somebody that's already at that level so they can help you understand what you need to do and having regular conversations. So Oscar, at any given time, I probably have two or three individuals that I'm mentoring. And they could be, and at this point, they're all over the country. They're not necessarily, I have, right now I have somebody here in Miami, I have somebody in Texas, I have another person in Chicago, okay? Mm. So th that okay. is something that I believe that is, and I, and I'll, I'll be 100% transparent on this. I don't, I don't believe, I mean, there have been some people that have influenced my career, okay, no doubt, and have given me opportunities, but I don't really believe I had the mentor, that person, you know, or mentors yes. that helped me the way that I thought that I needed. Um, sure. And again, people have helped me a lot. It's not about help, it's about mentoring, right? It's a different thing yes. than saying, somebody gave me an opportunity, they hired me for this position, that got me to this other position, or they told me about this other opportunity. Those are really great things. Those are friends, colleagues that help you. But a mentor is a little bit more than that. And I, and I, I unfortunately, in my 
so far. <laughs> I really, really I haven't had a mentor per se. So I believe that it's important for me as an individual just mm. to, to mentor individuals. And these individuals, most of the people I'm mentoring right now are not people who have ever, you know, worked with me. You know, they're people sure. that are outside and they're in other states. But I have continued to have conversations with individuals that I've worked with before and years ago, you know, years ago. And I love seeing people ascend, you know, go into those executive levels. I love seeing be people become deans and vice presidents and, pre and campus and college presidents. And I've seen that. And it's almost sure. like I liken it to like um, in football, you know, NFL, right? Yes. Yeah. Coaches like Bill Belichick, you know, and they call, you know, the coaching tree, right? And you have individuals yes. that have coached as an assistant coach or whatever for those, for Bill Belichick specifically, it could be other and other coaches. And there's yeah. a long, you know, coaching tree of all those individuals that worked with Bill Belichick over the years. And now are, now they're head coaches. Well, I want, yes. I, I would like to see everybody that I've worked with in the, in the past that I, you know, that I've, that I've mentored or, or worked with. And I want to see them achieve what I've achieved and even more. I want to see them do even greater things than I've been able to achieve. And the only way that, that one of the ways that happens is mentoring. So, mm -hmm. you know, I believe that if you're out there and you want to, you know, continue climbing that ladder, please remember to seek out a mentor. You know, they're not yeah. going to seek you out. You need to yes. seek them out, you know, and that's True. what happens. They will ask to you to be, you know, you, they will ask. So seek them out. You're the one asking so they can be your mentor. They're not going to yes. necessarily seek you out. And um, so I think that those are important tips, you know, that I would give to somebody that's looking to um, to ascend and to go into executive leadership roles in higher education. Excellent tips and great nuggets. Again, another rewind here, folks. Another <laughs> rewind here. Um, so, t Tony, a question that I oftentimes get. So, you again, I agree with you 100%. Get that mentor. So, how does someone seek a mentor how do they approach a mentor how does someone how does an oscar garcia approach tony to ask about would you be my mentor any any guidance there well i think it's, it's sometimes it starts with a conversation you gotta you gotta make sure that the mentor is a good fit for you right it's mm -hmm. a fit both ways so you know the way it's happened in the past is that somebody has reached out to me through maybe somebody else right i don't i don't know the person directly but that person knows them and they basically say hey reach out to Tony about this position that you're interested in. It's not even here. It's in another place or whatever there, but they're interested in getting some insights into that institution or insights into that type of position that they're, they're seeking. Yeah. Then, you know, they reach out to me, they start talking to me. There's a good way to, a good segue right into, yeah. you know, having that conversation through that conversation. If you feel that that person, you know, you get along with that person, you seem to, you know, it seemed, you seem to, you know, uh, really gel with that person. Um, I, I, you just have to ask, you know, mm -hmm. you have to ask, you say, you know, I, I really want to do what you're doing, but right now I really need help in trying to achieve that. I can't really, you know, I have a boss at work, but I, you know, that person is really not open to that possibly, you know, that that's happened. Sure. Is that open to doing that type of mentoring? Would you be willing to mentor me? Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that, but, it, but you have to have, it's not just picking somebody out like on LinkedIn and saying, you know, you find somebody that has a lot of the, you know, things that you're looking for and reaching out to them and say, hey, you're gonna be my mentor. I don't think that that's gonna work. But Correct. I think, you know, you have to have that initial conversation and try to understand, hey, what is, 
are, are we connecting? Are, are, do we, are we aligned in, in the way that we think? And then use that opportunity to ask. Yes. That's all you can yeah. do. You know, I mean, that's yes. the best. And, and now with, you know, and, and there's always all these interconnect, there's all these other connections, right, that we have. So it's not just about me directly with somebody else. But like I said before, I know so many people across the country. They may know somebody that knows me. And that might be the good, you know, good entry point into to have that conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, Tony, I, I love how you just kept it very simple here because in that a way, I, yeah. And I mean, not that obviously that, that I'm seeking your mentorship or, or not or anything, but you, you kind of, the way you described it is sort of like our relationship here. You know, first, I, like I said, I, you caught my attention based on yeah. your post on, on LinkedIn. I started following your content. I started getting to understand, to get to know you better, your style. And then, you know, I realized like, wow, you know, I agree with many of the things that Tony, his style, his leadership style, the things that he posts and except. And then look, I mean, I didn't know you were going to be at the conference. You didn't know we were going to be there. Right. And we all no we run it. Yeah, we had no idea. And then we meet now in person and we further, at least from my perspective, like confirm what, what a cool dude this, this guy is, you know, Tony here. <laughs> and, and so again, you just naturally let this, we did some, some some you know looking into each other in terms of our our online presence and what we're sharing but then we just sort of kind of let things naturally progress you know yeah. and so forth so yeah. uh, and it happens and this happens i mean i'm not saying it happens all the time but it happens and in, and in, in because of what happened during the pandemic and people started you know like kind of communicating and reaching through you know using i think these platforms a lot more it, it opened a lot more doors to people having yes. this type of, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, there's a, a good friend of mine that I've known now for about maybe it's four years, about a year and a half ago, I met her for the first, and I, I, I never met her in person, met her, it was through LinkedIn, mm -hmm. another professional, another higher education person. And I ended up uh, doing a, a keynote in, in Houston uh, about a year and a half ago. She, she invited me there for the organization, you know, do the keynote. The first time I ever met her was then, you know, but we had been communicating yes. for all that time. So it's, it's, yes. it's incredible. And we had meaningful yes. discussions through yep. LinkedIn and then later on, you know, obviously through texting and or calling, you know, and things like that, but it, yes. that's how it, it was initiated. And yep. I want people to think, and that's a, a, like, it's not necessarily a mentor mentee relationship. It's just friends and then in colleagues, right? A colleague type yes. of relationship. But those are just as valuable because these yes. are, you know, you know, we don't know what we don't know. We we learn from each other and, and everybody can learn from one another, regardless of their position. And it's great mm -hmm. that when you meet people from other states, other mm -hmm. cities, other places, even other countries, because what they share is so rich. Right. There's so much there yes. that you, you can learn from it from each other. And um, that's why I love these these types of things like, you know, the connection we've made. Yeah. These type of connections happen more often than not for me, because again, yeah. I'm open to, you know, kind of having the dialogue first and foremost. And then from yeah. there, you, you know, there, things happen like this show and, and other things that can happen in the future. Um, and um, yeah, I love it. You know, so it's, it's, it's not, that's not what I'm all about, but I think that it helps. It's helped me grow. Right. As Absolutely. A person, as a professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Everything that you described, I've experienced that too since the pandemic. And like you said, um, 
the pandemic, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that it's made it um, where as society, I believe, as a whole, we're more open to these online communications and, and so forth. But um, Tony, um, let's move on now next to leadership, but as it relates to students. So speaking of the pandemic, um, unfortunately, one of the you know bad things about the pandemic is you know the impact that that has had on students emotional well-being their learning uh enrollment i at least oh, out here in california i've seen and i hear from uh, uh colleges and universities they're struggling right with enrollment and yeah. et cetera and so forth what 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 as it relates to a college president interacting, engaging with students and leading students. What advice do you have to lead students? Because some of these students, I mean, I mean, honestly, they're they're you know they're your customers. They're your customers. Oh, they are. Right? They are. They are yeah. the reason why I'm here. But definitely. Um, yeah. I think the, the 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 again, like you're saying, I'm keeping it simple, Oscar. Yes, I'm keeping it real simple. And the and the bottom line is, you can't engage students from your office. You have to engage students where they are. Okay, mm -hmm. so that means a couple of things. One is you have to engage them through where they where they get their information mostly, which is mm -hmm. through social media. So number mm -hmm. one, you have to engage students where they are, which is through social media that's one place but secondly it's physically is you got to go where the students are you yeah. got to go on camp you know on your campus and go to the events i go to as many of events as i can and i interact with the students they see me there they know that at least i care and then that also obviously i'm a representative of the college of this campus and they see that we care and I have meetings with, with our student government association officers on a regular basis. Uh, actually, one of them works here in my office as well. So I, it's, it's oh, awesome. a great way to have my finger on the pulse of what's happening with the student body. I go to, I go to classes. I visit classes at the beginning of the semester. I visit classes, say hi to students, see what's going on. Um, I also do something once a month is something I call Colada with Cruz. So mm. I give out cafe to our ah. students. Um, and we, and I, it's not just our students, it's also our faculty and staff. I, I set up somewhere that's very open here on campus and spend an hour uh, giving out cafe and, and interacting, right? And talking yeah. to the students, talking to faculty and staff and meeting them where they are, right? Yeah. And students really enjoy it, faculty and staff enjoy it. And that way I get to engage them I go to student performances. We have a marvelous, you know, performing arts, uh, performing arts program here. I'll go see students sing, dance, uh, do plays, whatever the case may be. I will show up. That also gives the support to the faculty member who's leading that performance as well. But I'm also, you know, giving my 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 uh, my, uh, my my support to the students as you know that are, mm -hmm. that are in those performances. So you can't lead from your office. You, you know, mm -hmm. I, I spend time in my office, believe it, but I don't, but you gotta be, you gotta be out there. You gotta know, yeah. I wanna know. And when I first got here to this campus, to the Kendall campus about a year and a half ago, there were things that were happening, events that were happening. I'm like, wait a minute. And I came from a smaller campus and they were like, wait a minute. How come I don't know that this is happening? Like, I wanna know every single event that's happening on campus. Doesn't mean I can attend every single event. 
Sure. But I will try my best to, to even if I have to, sometimes there are three things going on at the same time and I will pop into all three things, you know, within an hour. So students know that I'm supporting them. Yes. So students have to know that we care about them. And, and you know, our mm -hmm. faculty do an amazing job in the classroom. So that's where it starts. That's where mm -hmm. really that's the core of who we are, that teaching and learning mission. And that's happening in the classroom. And our, our professors are doing a wonderful job of engaging our students. But the students go to class because that's part of the, you know, they have to go to class, right? So they go to class because that's what, why they're here. So I have to, in addition to what they're doing, the faculty are doing, and what it, our advisors are doing, our financial aid people, our student life people, they're all doing a marvelous job as well of engaging those students and creating these opportunities. But I see it as an integral part of my, of my job and also my cabinet members, all the deans and the, and the directors that report to me directly, they know that it's part of their job to also support our students at these events, to show up yes. when they can, to do that Correct. and show their support. So Correct. that's really how I think students realize that not only are they, you know, they're, they sh we show them how important they are to us, but that, that really shows that, you know, we care mm -hmm. and that, they are part of us and we're all, you know, part of one great family here at the Kendall campus. And that's really what I, what I want to um, demonstrate to them. And again, I'm not perfect. I can't be everywhere. Everybody that, you know, reports to me can't be everywhere, but, but we want to show that uh, and we want to create that sense of belonging, which yes. a lot of students, especially, especially students that go, you know, commuter, commuter colleges like this one, we don't have uh, residence halls. So, we have to show students what it, you know, you belong here. We yes. care about you and you belong here. And that's how we do it through everybody else. Because I, I'm only one person. I only do this much when it comes to those things. I'm mm -hmm. talking about all those individuals, whether it be in academic affairs, student affairs, whether it be the, our, our public safety officers, our custodians, yes. everybody is on the yes. same, we're on the same wavelength when it comes to our students and how important they are. Because at the end right. of the day, Oscar, if, if we didn't have students, there's no reason to have a college or university. Absolutely. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yes, yes. Beautifully said, Tony. Beautifully said. And, you know, I come from the private sector. And, and as I was listening to you right now, describe how to lead and engage students. Um, you know, you, you start off by saying you can't leave from the ivory tower. You got to go to where the students are. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me when I worked in the private sector in the tech, um, about how deals are are closed or won and and you know closed on the golf course on the golf course yeah for because sure because that's yeah. where yeah, everything you know we all relax casual you know you get to know the other person etc and so forth right. and what the, what you were describing around sort of kind of that was the the vision that I had my you know how I could relate to it um, and you're right and and the other thing too is is that what you described. Tony, it's something that in, in, in Latino culture we talk about, but we talk about it from the form of mi casa es tu casa. Right. Mi casa es tu casa, right? Yep. Just making that belonging, uh, creating that sense of belonging and welcoming. And we're an institution, you know, that 80%, you know, Latinos, Latinas, right? So 80% of our student population. So that is part of our culture, part of what we have to continue. And that's why I always call, you know, this is the Kendall campus family, La Familia. That's what, that's what we're trying to build here. And yeah. whether it be a student or be a faculty or staff member, they should feel that way. They should feel that they are, they're, they're at home. 
you know, they're yeah. with their family and they're at home. And, um, and that also happens. You mentioned, I know that in your background, you worked uh, for a chamber, right? You were a chamber. Yes, chamber. I did. Yes, chamber. I did. And chamber I work a lot with the chambers here. There are several chambers that I work with, and I'm very involved in those chambers because part of this is also is for our students. I have to always be looking for opportunities for our students. So whether it be jobs or internships, that's how I find those. I find them yeah. by the relationships that I build outside of this institution with those chambers of commerce. Those, you know, the, not just the chambers, but the businesses in those chambers. Also, a very right. strong relationship with the presidents of those chambers. It's an yeah. essential part of what I do because people will see me out in the community and say, why are you here? Like they will ask me because many times I'm the only higher ed person at a chamber meeting or a chamber <laughs> luncheon or a chamber networking event. I may be yeah. the only one. I go, good. I'm the only one. Yeah. I got a lot of, that means <laughs> I have a lot of opportunities for our students because if nobody else wants to come to these things, that is an, you know, a dean, a vice president or a college president or university president doesn't want to come to these things, I'm okay with that. That gives me more time <laughs> and more yeah. opportunity for our students to engage these people and, and, and understand for the businesses to understand what we can provide, you know, from an yeah. educational standpoint for their employees. But in addition to that, what opportunities are available for our students? I want to be yeah. able to provide the best internship opportunities, the best job opportunities for our students. So when they leave here, they're they're going to the great places, you know, to work because ultimately that's what our students are here for. Yes, number one in education, and they're going to get a stellar education. But once that education, they've received that education, they want to use it, right? They yes. want to get right. the best job possible. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're here for. We're here to make sure that we're building that pipeline into the workforce where those students will be able to achieve their dreams. They'll be able to support their families. They'll be able to, you know, do whatever they envisioned that they thought they were going to do the dream, whatever the dreams are, we want to make those dreams come true, but it's going to happen by, first of all, and most importantly, that foundation providing them with mm -hmm. a, the best education possible. And then, but then providing them with really great opportunities in the workforce to yes. get them ready and, and make them, you know, the best that they can be. Yeah. Tony, I love the way you think, my friend. I love it. I love the way you think. We're, we're, you're on point. Well, last question. Last question here. And I have up your LinkedIn profile, your post, and there is a post that you shared about mm -hmm. a week ago, maybe a little over a week ago. And in your post, you talk about the three pillars of giving our time, mm -hmm. talent, and treasure the three t's yes time talent and treasure tell us what uh, you know elaborate here on uh what uh, on these three pillars definitely so we recently uh celebrated miami Dade college's 63rd birthday okay we were open in 1960 great great 60 years of making an impact in the community and as part of that we do uh, fundraising for scholarships, right? Our foundation does uh, a lot in order to increase the number of dollars that are donated for scholarships. But sometimes people think about money as being the only, that treasure being the only thing that we can contribute. And mm -hmm. we definitely have much more to give as individuals. We have, you know, like you said, uh, the time and talent, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a big believer that time, what is that? Well, when I have a mentor, when I have a mentor or mentors that I'm helping, that's time that I'm spending and I'm actually giving that to, to somebody. I'm not saying that and you know when I when I do it with them, but but it, it is something that I'm yeah. giving of myself. That time. Of and then, you know, that time that I'm giving to that mentor or the time that I'm spending 
you know, is also even with your own family, you know, the time that mm -hmm. the quality time that you spend with your time. And that's something that I personally believe is something that, um, you know, like people say, what are the, the languages of love? Have you ever seen that? Or yeah, right? the five love right? languages. So, so, yeah. so time, or I don't know what the actual thing, if it's something related to time, that's the, that's my love language is the time. Mm -hmm. If I, I am one that will give you as much time as you need in order to, to, for, for whatever you need, right? So that, sure. that I feel like if I had the time, I will make the time and I will share with you that time that hopefully maybe you need an, some answers, you need some advice, you need some guidance, or maybe not. Maybe you just need somebody to listen to, right? Whatever the sure. case may be, time is the my love language, right? And then talent, there's a lot of talent that we each of us have that we can share with others. Um, during the, um, the event the other day, we had a, a very prominent um, social media comedian from, from Miami that's very well known in, in Florida now, Mr. Red, Alex Arias. And he came and um, he came in and did, you know, like did a little presentation. Now he's a comedian and, you know, he brought something, he, he gave his talent, his time and talent to us that day because he made our students laugh. He came in, he didn't do a comedy set, but, <laughs> but he said very funny things and connected with them. So he's using his talent and his yeah. time and his treasure to help yeah. this, 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 this college and this campus. And I think that all of us have something, maybe all three, possibly if we're very blessed, we may have all three to give to others yeah. as we give and, and try to make others, you know, their lives better, more fulfilled, or maybe it's just one of those things and that's fine. But I think that all of us have one of the, at least one of those three things that we can give to somebody else or give to others in order to make their lives better. So I think that that's something that all of us should be thinking about as leaders, whether you're in mm -hmm. higher education or you're somebody that in the private sector, it doesn't matter. I, I really believe that if we can at least do one of the three, and if we can do all three, we're even better. But it, two out of three, that's even better than that, right? <laughs> better than one. Uh, but if we can do all three, uh, that's marvelous. Um, but I, I encourage everybody to think about it that way. Think about how, you know, you can use one of those three or all three to help others. And I know that mm -hmm. we all have it. We all have some talent, right? I'm yes. sure everybody has a talent, you know, even if you yeah. don't even think you have it, you have it. We all have time, regardless if you think that you have time or not, you can make time for the people that you care about. And then yeah. I think the treasure piece, you know, Okay, some have more treasure than others, right? But people think, well, if I can't give five thousand dollars, then I'm not giving, or it's not. I don't have treasure. No, you give ten dollars. If you can give yes. ten dollars to a great cause, give your give the ten dollars to that great cause, and you're going to make an impact. You know, yes. it's not going to be as big as an impact as a person that gave five thousand dollars, but it is an impact, and that's one mm -hmm. message that we give to our employees here as they give for for that day for I'm MBC Day. We always say, like, I want everybody to donate. You know, even yeah. if it's a dollar, donate yeah. because that makes yeah. a difference at the end. That's going to give, that's going to make our students who are seeking, who are need scholarships and are needy, that's going to give them the opportunity to get that scholarship that they need. Absolutely. Well, Tony, I want to thank you because today on Career Talk with OG, you gave us your talent, uh, your time, and many, many golden treasures nuggets of treasures of Thank leadership you. wisdom and um no it's it's really been a pleasure to have you here i i have a feeling like that we could talk for a few more hours here you and i on leadership and so forth but um but no muchisimas gracias again for just 
being who you are, for setting the tone to for your your staff, your team, the community, the college, the students, and just overall in the space, the academia of just being, um, as we say in Mexico, uh, a leader. Hashtag Chingon. Okay, you're amazing, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you, my gracias, friend. Oscar. I really appreciate that. Agradezco mucho esta oportunidad. We're, you know, it's all about growth, right? And yes. um, and I hope that uh, with the information that we've shared today and we've discussed during our conversation, I hope somebody out there gets, you know, takes a few of these nuggets and be able to use them in their own career and their own journey and maybe even personal life. It doesn't matter. I think all those things are, to me, those things are all intertwined. You know, I think they're all important. Uh, obviously our personal lives are much more important, but, but nonetheless, they're all intertwined. We give up our days. We, 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 we work more than we we're, we're at home. So we want to make sure that I want everybody out there gets something out of this and, and, you know, does what they believe is really their passion, right? We have Amen. to have, it has to be here in the heart, what we do, and we have to love what we do. Amen. So I hope that those, out, those of you out there are, are going to do something that you love. Continue doing yes. it. If you're doing it, continue doing what you love. If you haven't found it yet, I know you can find it one day. Amen. Well, muchísimas gracias, hermano. Please, folks, connect with Tony. Um, Angelica just shared in the comments Tony's LinkedIn URL. You're going to love his content. Content. You're going to learn a lot. And overall, he could be, you know, you know, your next padrino, okay, or something. Uh, <laughs> I'm already committing you here, Tony. No, thank you again, estimado uh, uh, Tony, for being a guest here on Career Talk with OG. Everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, until next time, have a beautiful rest of the week. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com. Thank you.